Hi, and welcome to Picard Cast. As always, I'm Brooke, and with me, I only have my wonderful co-host, Rebecca. Hello, <laughs> my voice is so-so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and as for, you know, everyone's probably read our little note. Rebecca didn't have a voice this week because of C2E2. We were really busy also, so we didn't really get to, to record. So we're just going to have like a little short episode right now about The Impossible Box, which aired February 27th while we were, you know, in the depths of our con going. Yeah, this is just going to be sort of a short freeform kind of thing of us talking. And as I always like to give full disclosure i should start saying absolute candor now uh yes <laughs> uh that uh yeah we already recorded our next episode episode seven before this so she may really not have a voice by the time it's over and i'm awfully sorry <laughs> that's okay <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah this this episode had some interesting things for Soji. I don't know if you just want to talk about the characters individually or how you want to go about this. So free yeah, form. like <laughs> yeah, this is going to be free form because the idea was, uh, uh, dear listeners, that we would record this in Chicago. We were so ambitious. We brought our laptops. We brought our microphones, mm-hmm. the whole nine, and then we never got around to recording because we were just super busy. Um, so yeah, this is going to be a very free form episode, shorter. We'll just talk about the characters a little bit and um, instead of our usual scene-by-scene scene breakdown. Um, but we did want to give you at least our thoughts on episode six, mm-hmm. uh, The Impossible Box. So, you know, something I'd like to talk about uh, briefly is when Picard uh, Picard going back on board a, a Bork Cube. Oh, right. I'm going to read this little synopsis off. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's do that. Off of Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> and then we can kind of go from there and talk about the things we want to talk about. Okay, great. I kind of jumped. I put the cart before the horse there. <laughs> Soji is experiencing a reoccurring dream of her childhood. Narek believes that exploring her dream will reveal the location of her homeworld. Aboard La Serena, Gerardi tells Picard Maddox died as a result of his injuries on Free Cloud. Raffi persuades the, a Starfleet contact to issue Picard temporary diplomatic credentials so the Romulans will let him visit the artifact and meet with Hugh. Narek continues sowing seeds of doubt with Soji about her identity. She scans her belongings and is shaken to find out that none of them are older than 37 months. Narek helps her meditate to explore her dream while his sister is secretly monitoring the room. In the dream, Soji sees herself as a doll. When she looks up, she sees two red moons and a stormy sky. That is enough for Narek and his sister to start looking for her planet. Narek tries to kill Soji, but she escapes and meets Picard and Hugh. Hugh takes Picard and Soji to an emergency long-distance transportation device, allowing them to escape the artifact. Romulan guards try to stop them, but Elnor appears and kills them before staying behind with Hugh to hold off the pursuers. So, yeah. It uh, sounds like a lot happened in that episode. <laughs> yeah, like, more than I remember, actually. <laughs> like, when I knew reading, I was like, oh, yeah, that did happen. I forgot. <laughs> it's just like, Picard went back to a Borg cube. That was kind of the whole big thing. Well, I think this was the first time he's been on a cube since he was assimilated. Right. 
So like, unless I'm mistaken, was there like a movie? I don't think there was. A, I don't think he went on board a board cube in a movie. No, he didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the first time he has set foot on a Borg cube since he was Locutus of Borg. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and didn't it hit him the, hard. Didn't one of the XBs call him Locutus? Or ask if he was Locutus? Like, I feel like I heard him say I that. think you're right. I'm pretty sure one of the Borg was like, aren't you Locutus? Like, like, or I think they were like, Locutus? Like, like, hey man, aren't you Locutus? <laughs> oh man, we should get a coffee sometime. Look cute what are you doing around here? You son of a gun, like <laughs> you want to get some engine oil together. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get some engine oil together? <laughs> How about we lubricate those old Borg implants, huh? <laughs> Time went on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Why don't we plug it into some electrical outlets? Hey, let's get really crazy and let's regenerate all night long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, we're really off the rails. That's okay. <laughs> we were never on the rails on this episode. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so yeah, you, it, it's it's really uh, crazy that he wants to be on this board cube. Um. You know, it's like he he wants so badly to save Soji that he's like, I'm gonna go back to that terrible, terrible place. Yeah, there um and and there was some really interesting imagery, like before he goes on board, um we do see like Picard looking at images on his like hollow screen of Hugh mm-hmm. before when he was a Borg and then after and then we do see images of Picard, he's, Picard's looking at himself as Locutus. Mm-hmm. And, like, the camera work is really great because they kind of superimpose that image from the computer screen, like, onto his... Like, it's, like, it's a hollow image, and so it, like, mm-hmm. goes over his face. So, like, just for that moment, he looks like he's a Borg again. Mm-hmm. And um, that's some really great stuff. Really just talking about how, you know, Picard's never really quite gotten over that. And, I mean, who would, though? Like, right. if you were assimilated, I, I don't, if I was assimilated, even for a brief time like Picard was, I don't know if I'd ever get over it. I don't know if I'd ever move past it. Not at all. That's just uh, very traumatic. Mm-hmm. I, I do, I did enjoy, though, watching um, Hugh and Picard reunite. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a very touching moment. Because Picard is, like, on the cube, and he's, like, he's getting dizzy, and he's having all these, like, flashbacks, and he's hearing voices, and he almost falls, and, like, all these ex-Borg, like, they kind of grab him, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, like, be careful, and, and he's like, no, get off yeah. me, you know, don't assimilate me, that kind of thing, and then he was like, no, 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 they're they're trying to help you, like, they don't want you to fall, and then when they realize it's each other, there's just this real genuine happiness to see each other, and this really sweet hug, and and he's like, you know, I think I think Hugh calls him my friend, like, oh, hello, my friend, yes. and so good to see you, and and Picard's like, you look great, and blah blah blah, and I really thought that whole sequence was just so well done, really well shot, well acted by by everybody. Definitely, yeah. Uh, oh, Hugh. Huh. Anyway. If you haven't watched episode 7, I'm not going to give any kind of spoilers about anything. Just the warning, even though we just talked about it, so it's going to be hard. Yes. But we're going to try not to. Yeah, so what did you think about when Soji was scanning all of her stuff and it said that she was, it was all 30 mo- 37 months old? 
that would probably freak you out, right? If that happened to you. Yeah, I thought, you know, here, here we're beginning to see Soji to a degree, like, unravel. Mm -hmm. She's believed a certain truth her whole life. And now she's been presented with evidence that she's only three years old. And she's like, no, that's impossible. She's three years and a month. <laughs> she's three years and one. She's 37 months old. She's like those annoying parents who it's like, how old is your baby? Oh, she's 37 months old. She's three years old. Calm down. She's three years old. If any, if any um, of our listeners do that, stop it. <laughs> yes, please just stop it. Um, or don't. I, I'll we're, never know. It's okay. Um, we don't. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> You know, and so, like, when she starts scanning all these things that are supposed to be, like, childhood, like, even those childhood drawings. Yeah. Um, and it's, like, approximate age, 37 months. And it's, like, nothing is real. Like, it's all this fake life that's been set up for her. It's got to be talking about having nervous breakdowns and, like, coming to realizations about things. I just thought that was really a powerful scene as she's she's like ripping she's like ripping pages, she's like ripping pictures up and she's angry. She's angry because everything that she believes to be true is being shown to her to be a lie. And she's angry that it's a lie. She's angry I mean, but but again, who wouldn't be? If you found out that every memory you had of your childhood and your life, of the people that you knew as your family was all implanted and none of that was real. I mean, that is earth shattering. That is that is life shattering. You don't even know who you are at that point. Yeah, like you can't even imagine how it would be. You just know that it would be scary. Because if you ever find out something, a little quick story. My grandmother found out, mm, I don't know, just a few years ago that her birthday was 10 days before she thought it was. Because she saw her actual birth certificate, whereas before, oh she never really... <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so, you know, and that was kind of weird. Like, that wasn't even me, and it shook me up. I was like, what? What? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I can't imagine finding out that every single thing that you ever knew about who you were and your family and your life and all these memories that you had were not real. That's insane. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, of course, we as the audience, we know that she's an android. We know that she was created in a lab or in a, some some kind of a controlled environment. But of course, for her, she thinks she had a childhood where she grew up with a mother and a father and her twin sister, and she had all these memories of her dad in the lab with the orchids and all that. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, here's Narek. Narek is always there, like right on the edge of her. Not even on the edge. He's always there right in her face. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's sleeping with her and he's telling her that he he has feelings for her. And I he, might be falling for you. It's like, oh, I might be in love with you or I might just be a total jerk. Who knows? Or yeah. get this, maybe both. Or maybe I'm a total, ah, uh, see, this is the thing about having to cheat the show. I wanted to say a certain word and I can't say it. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you did, we'd zap it. So, you know, whatever. Intercourse, boy. I don't know. This is beyond the same, <laughs> I'm the same weight. <laughs> oh, my God. That's ridiculous. I'm sorry. It's ridiculous. It's amazing. 
What are you talking um, but, about? It's amazing. But, like, he's always right there, right? He's always, you know, oh, I have these feelings for you. Oh, I'm so mysterious and secretive. Oh, I bet you want to take care of me. Oh, I'm such a sad boy. And blah, 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 blah. And, you know, so she's constantly there. They're in this back and forth. And he's the one who pushes her over the edge with this whole, you know, uh, your dreams are revealing that you're not who you think you are, you know. And then, of course, he takes her to that meditation room where um, supposedly, like, no, like, you have to be Romulan to go in there. And he's like, she's with me. It's okay. And then he, he like, puts her in there and he's having her walk this path. And, and it's, like, symbolic of walking, you know, down sort of that, that corridor in her dreams. And he he's always there pushing her, pushing her, pushing her until she reveals the information that he wants from her. And then, of course, when he's done with her, what does he do? He just throws her away. And he tries to kill her. I gotta go hang out with my sister. See you later. I have to go hang out with my creepy sister that maybe I sleep with, too. Gross. But, of course, then his, like, his, like, little puzzle box he's been playing with the whole time that, like, came straight out of, like, Hellraiser. He, like, leaves it right there. And of course, it's it's an evil box, and it's like shooting uh, uh, radiation in the air. It's an impossible box. <laughs> an impossible box. Well, and then, I mean, we do get him as he's, like, leaving her in there, and she's pounding on the door, and she's like, help me, whatever. I mean, he is. he seems to be upset. Like, mm-hmm. he seems to be, like, visibly, like, oh, I don't really want to do that, but, you know, here we are. Um... Which, I don't know, I mean, that could just be... Censor for now, but my sister is forever. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> the incest jokes just don't get old, I'm real sorry. They don't get old, and, you know, it starts at home. The incest jokes oh, started. I'm sorry, everyone, it's late, and I have a dirty uh, mind. <laughs> Kevin Shanks is out there listening. He's real proud of that joke. Thanks. I work hard on my dad jokes. Kevin is my inspiration. Yeah. Everybody should listen to his podcast. Mm-hmm. Nobody asks you, Kevin. He's a cool guy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> mm. We're so I mean, podcast. yeah. Um, why not? It's it's a fast and loose episode. Who knows what's going to happen next? Um, but he, you know, he's like leaving, and he's like single tear rolls down his cheek, and you know, oh, I'm so sad. I had to, I had to do that. Does he really feel that way? I don't know. What What do you think, Brooke? Like, do you think he really feels bad that he did that to her, or is it just all more stupidity? Well, I don't. She could sort like he turned around, like his back to her, you know. So it's not like he was doing it for show for her. Uh, so maybe a little, but maybe he, you know, since uh, before his sister was like, "Ugh, don't fall in love again." Like you know, apparently every girl that he has to talk to for any amount of time he just falls for so you know it's just that it's just he just uh easily falls for people and gets his heart broken that's why he i sure wish i could talk to you but i'll I'll just fall in love with you in five minutes and then i'll probably have to kill you and uh like, my, my job is just really complicated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my life is really complicated. I do think what's interesting here is, um, you know, this episode comes after Rafi tried to reconnect with her son uh, on, on FreeCloud. And that, of course, did not go well at all. Yep. <laughs> and she comes back to the ship and she has no explanation for where she went or why she's back. 
but she's kind of like on a bender, right? She's just, she's drinking, Mm -hmm. she's smoking, who knows what she's vaping. Um, you know, she's, she's just, she's trying to drown her feelings in alcohol and, and like drugs and whatever. Um, and, and and you see Rios like trying to pull her out of it. Like Mm -hmm. you've got to sober up. We need you to do stuff now. Like (laughs) if you're here, you got to do things. And, um, I mean, too. And puts her in a room and everything. Yeah. I I did like that too. Once again, Rios is what you need to be to be a man. He's strong and he's tough, but he's also caring and gentle and gorgeous and knows lots of languages uh so i he's really great so take note all you you know intercourse men? boys <laughs> space boys take note all you space men space boys <laughs> no it's true i i really i really do like how oh, what's the actor's name santiago cabrera i think is his name i do like how he plays captain rios i i think he has his moments where he kind of skirts that line of like toxic masculinity but he he always pulls himself back like he always like i feel like he lands more on the good guy side than the bad guy side because he especially like in in this moments in these moments here where he's like he's taking care of her and and we even saw in this episode him and agnes had a little oh yeah on space time too yeah um, it's he's a fully formed character is why yeah. he's got yeah. good qualities and bad qualities. You know, it's not just like no, I yeah, you're absolutely right. He he, he is a fully formed yeah. character. He's not he's not two dimensional. Yeah, which is why I really like his character a lot. Right, and I mean that's the thing about Star Trek. Most of the time, they have fairly fully formed, or at least you know three quarters of the way formed characters. You know, but generally all the people who are regulars are you can see all sort of dimensions of the person and so um yeah i really like that and we're just always going to be um rios fangirls every every week oh 100 percent. i'm i am team rios right over here um yeah i mean he's he's definitely a fully formed character i think i think all the characters here though are, are really you know fully formed and they have depth. They have layers. I mean, we saw Agnes last week, or in the previous episode to this, we saw her kill the man that she loved. Yeah. I mean, why she did that, I guess you'll have to watch episode seven to figure it out. <laughs> um, but yeah, like we, um, and even like somebody like like Raffi, who I, I love her performance. I think she's so broken. I just, I love that she's so broken. And she just keeps trying to pull herself back together. Right. Uh, you know, she's trying to use whatever kind of glue she can. <laughs> and you know what? I mean, but isn't that true of so many people today? Yeah. Like, I mean, who who of us can say that we're a perfectly formed person who doesn't need a little help to get through the diet and with with something, well, you know? No, I'm kidding. I, I am <laughs> certainly not. <laughs> I mean, look, if you are, I envy you because I am not that person. Nope, nope. Who who out there doesn't have, like, some kind of a vice to help them get through the day? Is it maybe alcohol Mm -hmm. or too much caffeine or it's cigarettes or it's other recreational smoking things? I mean, everybody's got everybody's got a little something that they need to get them through the day. And I think Raffi has space pirates. That's what I need to get me through the day. Hot Latino space. That's the word I was going to say, but I said pirates, but that's fine. It works either way. That works too. I can make that work in in my fantasy. Thank you, Brooke. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. 
Um, <laughs> but we, you know, we also had uh, we also had a really cool like ending scene here, like where you know they're being cha- where like Picard finally meets up with Soji. Hugh takes her to, takes him to Soji. They're gonna escape from the ship through the queen cell and, and this is kind of an interesting thing so like the idea being that like the queen cell on a borg ship was there in case the queen had to like escape suddenly like if they like if the ship was like gonna just have to be destroyed or whatever she could escape and then continue being the borg queen wherever she went um so they have like this incredibly powerful transporter which they're going to use um but they're kind of pinned down with fire by like these Romulans on board and then suddenly Elnor shows up where he wasn't even supposed to be there, Mm -hmm. you know, and he's like, I'll cover you while you make your escape. Right. And he does it all fabulously with a, with his sword and not messing up his hair or anything. It's pretty great. Like I need to take some tips. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know why I'm I'm chuckling so much that I'm sorry. That's okay. (laughs) So just just a quick note, um, which I forgot about, but I was just reminded of, um, that spatial trajector, that like long range transporter mm-hmm. that they use, the Borg assimilated that technology from the Sakarians in the oh. Delta Quadrant, which I completely forgot about. Um, they had that technology, and the Borg assimilated mm-hmm. them, and they got that technology. That's how they have it. Nice. So I'm sure there's somebody out there who's furiously writing a letter because they remembered it, and and we didn't, but. But uh, don't worry, we got got it. it. We got it. You know, we uh, we've got um, elves. We've got Trek elves like handing us slips of paper to let. We've got. You have no idea the resources we have here at Picard Cast. We've got. We've got little. We've got little elves who write us messages and remind us of of trivia we forgot about. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Them going to the uh, queen cell, like. That also went back to the possibility that Soji was the Borg Queen and somehow she came right. back in time and all that kind of thing. And it's like, oh, you know, like, what? What's going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> and there's only a few episodes left. I know. So what? by the time you hear this, you may have already heard episode seven because we already recorded that one. Um, but we did want to give you at least a few things about episode six here. Um, so, yeah. As of this week, we only have three episodes left. Episodes 8, 9, and 10. And then we have to wait, I don't know how long, for season two. <laughs> right. Mm. So, yeah. Very exciting. I thought I thought episode six was, was a good episode. I thought it was, um, yeah, I thought it was a lot of um, emotional moments for sure. And then, uh, especially, like, with Picard having to relive a little bit of, of being Locutus, like, having those flashbacks and stuff. But then him and Hugh being reunited, I, I loved that. To me, that was, like, one of the highlights of the episode. Yeah, for sure. I think, since we have such a short episode this week-ish, <laughs> it's not even this week, but for this episode, um, maybe we should give away one of our visitor pins. Oh, okay, that's a good idea. So, you can either tweet us, email us, or, you know, message us on Facebook or something. We want to know if you think that Soji's going to be the Borg Queen or not. And uh, I will randomly select one of the people who sends me their response by next 
episode. Okay. There's our contest, everybody. I'm trying to see you... what the date would be. So that'll be on whatever I get by the Friday the 13th. Ooh, spooky. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll even post something to remind everybody. And then uh, whoever I will randomly select while we're on the air will we'll get that pin and we'll ship it out to you. This is very exciting, everybody. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. I didn't even know we were going to do this till Brooke said, let's give away our pin. <laughs> hey, I mean, I, I love like, it. We've got two pins. We might as well just have some fun. <laughs> exactly. Still We've got the pins. We... But it's hanging up so I can see it every day. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, if you want to be entered into our contest to win a visitor pin from New York Comic Con, you can't uh, get it anywhere else unless you go on eBay, I guess. But, uh, you know, you can win ours for free, everybody. It's free. Um, write us either at the Picard Cast, mm-hmm. Facebook message us, write us an email, the Picard Cast at gmail, mm-hmm. gmail.com. Um, tell us. If you think Soji is the Borg Queen, it could just be yes or no. Or you could even, you know, throw in a little bit of a why you feel either way about it. And then you'll be entered into our contest to uh, win the pin. Mm -hmm. If you've been a guest on this show, you may not have as much weight to win it because you're a guest on the show. But we'll figure that out after we get off here. (laughs) Indeed, <laughs> uh, we'll work out the the, the specifics, which we because we just made this up right now. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I I would I would I guess I'll just add since this is a very short episode. Um, while we were at C two E two, I did have the chance to go to some of the Star Trek panels. I know you did as well, Brooke. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to the Walter Koenig panel, and I also went to the George Takei panel. Mm-hmm. I heard a little bit. They were both really sassy to people's questions. They were very sassy. They were very, very sassy. I loved every second of it. George Takei even gave us a little, oh my, and that was great. Um, And I did did hear the very end of Shatner's panel. I didn't get the whole thing um, because I woke up late on Sunday. (laughs) Um, So sorry. I know, that's how I feel. But I I did go to um, the Picard panel, which was the one I really wanted to go to. Um, That one had Issa Briones and it had Evan uh, Evagora, um, who are just two of the most incredibly genuine, nice, charming, engaging, sweet people on the planet. And I'm so happy they're part of the Star Trek universe. Um, I'll just mention very briefly that Issa Briones... Um, was doing musical theater when she got the role. She was actually playing Eliza Hamilton yep. in the touring uh, company of Hamilton. One of and them. They have different... Oh, yes, you're right. I'm sorry. You're right. I think she said she was in the Chicago-based one, okay. if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong on that, but I think that's what she said. Um, and then Evan said that he was uh, filming actually a movie that I think it's still in theaters now, Fantasy Island. He's He's in that oh. movie. Yeah, I didn't even know he was in that. I haven't seen that movie. Um, He was filming that movie, and then he flew back to L.A. to audition for Picard. And he told us on the panel that he grew up watching The Next Generation. And from there, watching, you know, uh, Voyager and Deep Space Nine and all these other things. And he's a really big Star Trek fan. So to be a part of the franchise is like... It's like a dream come true for him. Maybe like if I got a part on Star Trek, pretty much. So like, 
Yeah, he was he was like really fanboying out about it, which was really cool that you know he was really enjoying um, being a part of the franchise. And um, I love it. I love it when fans get to do stuff with their fandoms. Like, oh, I mean, once and, again, and, if anybody in the Star Wars universe needs an Ewok or something, right here, right? Yeah. Here. <laughs> But it's it is true. It, it's exciting for me too. I love when people who are fans of a of a certain fandom get to then be part of the fandom. It's um it's just so exciting. It's just so great. Um. So yeah, he's that's his thing. They did talk a little bit about season two, not a ton, of course, because they can't tell you anything. Um, but they basically are just very excited um to be a part of it and. Something that Issa Briones mentioned was she did not know she was going to be playing twins until they started filming. And they were like, oh, by the way, oh. <laughs> besides Dodge, there's also Soji. And uh, because a lot of the details were kept under wraps, right. they were really trying to keep the series a secret. And um, which I get, they do that often with a, a lot of these franchise projects. They They want to keep it a secret until it's ready to go. Mm-hmm. So there weren't a lot of details available, but um, yeah, she she's also very excited to be a part of it. So yeah, um, we are going to, no promises, but we're going to try to get that panel up on our feed. Mm-hmm. There's a, uh, a, a, one of our friends did record the panel with us, and um, we're going to try to get it up on our feed, and hopefully you, you guys can hear the whole thing, because it's pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah, it's pretty great. All right. So that's about all we have to say, I think, about this. It was a good episode. We would have liked to have broken it down, but honestly, we had a lot of fun hanging out with our friends we don't get to see very often. Yeah. One of our friends came from England, and that was really cool. So not only did we meet some of our, meet a few people for the first time and then get to see people that we've seen for years and years, but only at a couple different places. Um, we also got to uh, meet someone in our group who is from England, and that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and we got to hang out with people that you guys have heard on the show. We got to hang out with Neil and uh, Stephen Farsheed and mm-hmm. um, Joe Stark. And Brian uh, Pop- Dan, Dan, Leftovers. Yes, Brian Popcorn Pop- yep. Leftovers, uh, Dan Ramirez, yep. who's been on previous episodes. So, mm-hmm. um yeah, we've had a lot of fun having people uh, or being able to meet people uh, that have been on the show with us. So um, that's pretty awesome. So, yeah, quick episode for episode six. But, um, of course, if you guys have thoughts, you know, you can send us an email. We'll read it on the air. You can tweet at us and Facebook message us and we'll absolutely read your thoughts as part of our show. So. We, we love to hear from you, what you think, your theories. And don't forget to enter the contest. Yes. Tell us if you think Soji is the Borg, Borg Queen. All right. So I guess uh, we'll talk to you all later. We've gotten so off the rails, I can't remember how we're supposed to end this. <laughs> oh, we're supposed to tell them to yes. do something. Yes. Remember, boldly go where no one has gone before. Bye. Bye. Cardcast is hosted by Brooke and Rebecca. You can find us at facebook.com slash PicardCast, on twitter.com at the PicardCast, or email us at PicardCast 
at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and boldly go where no one has gone before. <laughs>